Everybody and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode ninety. We're into the final ten before the big bad hundo. Very exciting. It's, it's a podcast, if you didn't know already. But it's not just a podcast. It's about movies and TV, pop culture, what have you. And oftentimes, for better or worse, it's about Marvel movies. And that's what we're talking today. One specific Marvel movie that we put off for a while, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I'm your host, just. Just one of two screaming goats, because that's still funny in 2022. And uh, I'm joined, uh, as always, by my co-host. Uh, he's gone from dad bod to god bod. It's Jackson McHuron. So this is my vow. All gods will die. Whoa. Christian Bale, is that you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We're getting more of you in this podcast than we did in the movie. How are you? Great. How are you? So good. Finally excited to, um, I don't want to say destroy this film, but we're here to talk about Thor, the dark world. Um, We have things we liked, things we didn't like. Jackson's written two articles on this movie now. So we're finally getting it all out in the open and we've given you enough time to see the movie. Hopefully. Right. Yes. We're going to butcher this movie. Much like gore butchers gods. Yes. Nice. Anyway. Let's just get into it, Jackson. Let's let's get into the the fest. Tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What are you into, pal? I'm into a lot of things this week. Uh, I mentioned last week that I started the spectacular Spider-Man on Netflix. It's a very fun little cartoon, and Mm. and I finished it up. It's uh, a tragic just two seasons. It got cut short. And it like teased Ooh. so much and we'll probably never get more of it, but it is so special and highly recommend that. Love that. Um, on top of that, in preparation for Nope, I watched the Jordan Peele's Us for the mm. very first time. Um, really oh, that was good. your first time? It was my first viewing of oh, it. Oh, exciting. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, definitely different, but I th- like then like uh, Get Out, obviously, but I think it kind of shaped uh my expectations a little bit better so now i'm like even like not like in a bad way or anything but like now if Mm. nope won't be get out status i won't be like heartbroken by it or anything like that because like i don't know even when he has like a a four-star movie instead of a five-star movie it's you know obviously really really fun and really good and there's always so much to dissect and oh lots of social commentary baby yeah unfortunately uh whenever i watched it i already knew the twist going in which is kind of a bummer because i feel like that is like such a good reveal uh Mm. for that movie but um yeah uh winston duke oh my god yeah right amazing he's fun he's really fun so fun now now that would be a good superman let me tell you let me tell you He's wasted uh, Black Panther. Anyways, um, so can I ask you now that you've seen us a while yeah. ago, we did like an Oscars retrospective on this year. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me that Lupita Nyong'o should have been nominated? Yeah, she was super snubbed. Yeah. That's insane. So I thought she was amazing it, do, in that movie. Do you think she was better than uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary? Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Both amazing st- horror performances. Both amazing. I think I might still lean Tony Collette, but it That's is fair. it is cool because like Lupita is playing basically two different characters. Two characters, yeah. And one of them is really insane. So yeah, it's all, so good. all good stuff. But the Academy hates horror, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what can you do? Amazing. Anything else? Uh, yeah. And then I started. Are you familiar with like Nathan Fielder who did uh, Nathan oh, for You? Oh, 
Yeah, tell me about this because I've been wanting to check this so, out. So uh, he has a show on HBO Max, one episode so far called The Rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And this is a really weird show. Basically, uh, the premise is like, like, okay, so like for those who don't know, for like Nathan, for you, he would approach businesses and do like these really weird ideas. And like, like his stuff was like in- incredibly high concept. And his humor was like, he had this like character where he would just like pick at like the, like the strangest people you'll ever find on TV and just kind of like finds like the heart within them, which is like strangely like nice and like, yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. And like, but again, he's in character this whole time. It's it's just really (laughs) impressive. And the premise for this show is that he finds someone who has to like confess something, or at least in this first episode. Uh, and in this in this concept, uh, this guy who's in a trivia, uh, like a bar trivia club with his friends, he lied about what college degree he had. Like he said he had a master's when he didn't. And, you know, he's it's it's been eating away at him for like a decade. And uh, basically, Nathan Fielder wants to help him tell this story. But like the whole premise is that they like rehearse it like over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and they built like a mock set of the bar, like literally like a one-to-one. Uh, like it's insanely cool. Like how like the production does like clearly the show has an insane budget and they just trust him to do whatever with this money because like oh, crazy. He's Nathan Fielder. Uh-huh. But like it is seriously amazing. It's so funny and so weird. Um, totally incredible. Worth it's so a that, very and- strange concept. It's like an episode, a weekly episode release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I love that. How many episodes do we know? I have no idea. I, I, I was sad that there was only one because I was immediately ready for more, but <laughs> it's it's really weird and like super good. So fun. I need to check it out. I need to, yeah. I need to get on that. I've been, I listened to that. Actually, someone mentioned it on another podcast I was listening to today and I was oh, like, wow. oh, I need to get that. Check yeah. That. So it is fun. Exciting. I love that. Um, is that it? Mm-hmm. yeah you've been, you've been busy i like it i have um okay i saw three films uh Ooh. this week that i'd like to talk about uh the first uh being just a shout out to uh cody and corbin have a podcast uh they're mm-hmm. doing a uh so a while ago we won the battle of the podcasts uh oh with, yeah with with us uh yes. between us and cody and corbin have a podcast they lost so we got to pick a movie for them to do on their podcast. And Jackson and I picked a film called Stalker. Yep. Uh, it's this film from the 70s. It's a Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. It's a mm-hmm. it's a three-hour Russian film. And uh, I, watched burn. It. I watched it for the first time this, this week. What'd you think? And I got to say, it is a very slow burn. But there's a lot of messages in there and a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of studying to be done. And you, did you watch it like in your film class in college? Or? We watched it for my radio show that we we did called oh, Avant that's right. Dumb. That's right. It was uh yes, it's very avant-garde and weird and very super um, strange. But I had a blast. It's basically just these three guys are going to like this area called the zone. And mm-hmm. there's like an area that like can grant you your your deepest desires. And it's just a lot of like introspection on the human psyche like what do we is what we truly desire what we want and yeah there's like a whole it's a whole barrel of monkeys and boy i enjoyed it i, I enjoyed it when it was all said and done yeah it's really good um so it's super in, weird but yeah so tune into cody and corbin have a podcast i'm i have a feeling they're gonna need the listens on this one yeah um <laughs> but yeah i'm just excited to hear them talk about it so shout out to them for bearing with our insanity and more moronic 
nature. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, I saw where the crawdads sing. <gasps> and, and let me tell you, uh, not a lot of singing crawdads. <laughs> um, but I have to say this movie has kind of gotten, it seems like not great reviews, but I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Um, it was a nice little thriller. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, if anyone has watched Normal People or uh, the, the movie Fresh where Sebastian Stan like is eating her. Anyway, that's oh, a cool. spoiler maybe uh, for that movie, whatever. Um, but it was fun. It was a nice little twist and uh, just a nice little novel movie based on a book thriller, which I had a good time. So that was fun. And then finally, Jackson. Uh-huh. Best picture of the year. <gasps> Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you got to meet Corbin in person. Yes, with another shout out to Corbin of Cody yes. and Corbin of a podcast. He moved to Chicago. I finally met him in person after doing countless Zooms and podcasts with him. Great guy. Super and we great guy. An even greater film together. We went to go see Marcel the Shell together. It looks so and cute. My God, this is the cutest movie I've seen in a long time. So wholesome, so heartfelt, so innocent. Restores your faith in humanity. It's one of those movies. Much Aww. like everything everywhere was like, you're just, just adorable. A 24 is on a, on a tear right now. They're doing I good. Think so, and let me tell you a lot more laughs than Thor, love and thunder in this film. I could tell you that. Um, so yeah, good. it was great uh, for a, for a movie based on like a YouTube mockumentary from 2010. It's a banger. So great stuff. And that was what I was into. It was a good week. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Should we move on Jackson? Oh. oh, look at that same brain. <laughs> News flash. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Yes, I have uh, like five things. Some of them are we quick. Some of them are, I don't know, we could talk about for a minute. Um, well, let me start with one. Um, okay. Can we start with the, the amazing Sony quote this week? Yes, do it, do it. Um, so Sony came out this week and because everyone's been talking about you know, the Top Gun Maverick success and what have you. Mm-hmm. A very successful film, made over a billion dollars at the Worldwide Box Office. Sony entered the chat, not to be outdone. And they are of the opinion, and maybe you agree or disagree, Jackson, but that they mm-hmm. paved the way for Top Gun <laughs> Maverick's success by releasing two films. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, of course. And Venom 2 question mark um the the spider-man one is like maybe fair because like uh, that was like one of the bigger ones post-covid but like i don't know if venom is uh worthy of of the top gun credit and i don't think spider-man no way home led to like the top gun success either like obviously that movie stands on its own but Mm -hmm. i have the i have the full quote right here i just want to read oh Um, let's hear it we took a big gamble putting Venom 2 in theaters. Then, when every other tentpole had fled, we put out Spider-Man. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much press about Top Gun right now. It's like the movie business is back. Venom is the start of that story. What a quote. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, Venom made Venom 2 made a lot of money. Um, I think it was maybe yeah. in the top four or five of 2021 grossing, mm-hmm. which is wild. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whenever they said they made a big risk putting out Venom, they were correct, but not for the reasons that they think. <laughs> yes, and Venom 3 is is on its way. So all right, let's go. And it'll be Morbin time. It's Morbin time, <laughs> baby. Um speaking of which, this isn't part of my news, but I saw Madam Webb got delayed. Um oh really? 
I guess, if anyone cares. Good. To October of 23 now. I don't know what it was to begin Halloween. with. Halloween. But that movie is turning out to be very hot. Very hot cast. So Adam Scott was just that's added. True. So that's good stuff. Good um, for Adam Scott. Great for Adam Scott. Having a good hair right now. Um, back to you, Jackson. You and Odie over there. Yeah. Uh, so my first one I wanted to talk to you about, because you're an SNL guy. I am. Uh, and there is this new group of people in the SNL uh cast from like tiktok known as please don't destroy incredible um who have kind of been like brought on to me at least from an outsider as like the the lonely island like re- like resurgence kind of thing like definitely doing their own like digital short-esque things mm-hmm. um that are basically like tiktok sketches which is kind of wild to think about um mm-hmm. but uh their their whole like gang of three members are writing producing and starring in an untitled buddy comedy film for universal studios and i think judd apatow is uh producing oh, it okay. um or like yeah that's fun apatow uh, likes to snag those those snl up and comers what do you films. think of this though like is this like too soon for them like is this like kind of weird um i mean it might be too soon i having seen one season of success is is maybe jumping the gun i mean mm-hmm. i like most all of their stuff they put on snl and even their they have some really funny early YouTube videos online, yeah. which is kind of how they got uh, discovered. But I don't know. Maybe we're jumping the gun. I'm excited. Nonetheless, I think it'll yeah. be a very irreverent comedy probably and mm-hmm. kind of in their in their wheelhouse. But uh, that'll be interesting. You know, two of those guys are nepotism babies. Yeah. OK, I saw this, but I could not figure out for who. So who who are they nepotism babies for? Uh, one is a nepotism baby. Well, they're both nepotism babies from SNL people. One is um, Tim Herlihy's son. He's like a writer and now producer on SNL. And the uh, other is uh, Steve Higgins' son, who is also a producer on SNL and also Jimmy Fallon's like Andy Richter character. Oh. But the other one is uh, just their buddy. Okay. Does that does that paint a different picture for them? Yeah, that actually really does. They're kind of industry plants a little bit. That's kind of strange. So anyway, I mean, they're talented, no doubt. Their videos are funny, but they are talented. That is kind of (laughs) weird. I don't like that. I wish I didn't know that, but oh well. Okay, well, I'll I'll cut this part. Nepotism. Love it. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's exciting. I didn't know that. So I'm looking forward to that. I think. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Cool. Um, oh, speaking okay. of nepotism, I got one more really quick. Oh, speaking of Kurt and Wyatt Russell, <laughs> I saw have this. been cast in God in a Godzilla spinoff series for Apple TV. I think is what it said. Oh, Apple grabbing them. Oh, wait, the Godzilla was it Apple? Bag. Oh gosh, I, 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 don't, I don't even know. remember now. Anyways, um, it's I think it's <laughs> Apple or HBO Max. It's one of them. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Apple though. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Is that weird? Was that cool? Was it intri- uh, intriguing? Um, it's intriguing, I guess. That the uh, you're you're correct, by the way. I just checked. It is Apple TV Plus. Okay, okay. I second guess myself, and I shouldn't have. That part's intriguing to me because Godzilla is a Warner Brothers property. So yeah, that that's, that's why I second guess myself. I was like, yeah, oh, wait, maybe not. So that's confusing, but um, I think I'm okay with it. This is kind of turning out Godzilla movies or projects like to make the move where they cast like Brian Cranston and then kill him off in the first 10 minutes of their film. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be the Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell story here. And then it's going to be like Aaron Taylor Johnson's movie or is it a movie or just a pro just as project. I think it's like a, yeah, I think it's just a, uh, a series. Okay. So like, I don't be- know if this is like, 
in the That'd same be world. Cool, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I feel like they've beaten this like specific like canon to death at this point. But yeah, because I think there's another Godzilla movie coming. I think <laughs> in a couple of years. But I guess that's interesting, man. Nepotism in Hollywood, man, is just it's it's exciting, huh? In all fairness, though, I feel like Wyatt Russell is like really good to the point where like his nepotism is like fine to me, mm-hmm. I guess. I feel like he's really talented. I don't know. I think so too. He's in like one of my favorite episodes of uh, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's really good in play Falcon test. and Winter Soldier also. Yeah, and he's really fun in that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, nepotism once again. Anyways. We love it. <laughs> uh, speaking of nepotism, um, no, I don't have any nepotism. <laughs> But speaking of Apple TV Plus, kind of Netflix, also a streaming service, mm-hmm. um, it was reported that they lost almost a million subscribers in quarter two uh, this year. Yeah, I saw this. Um, however, take this with what you will. They forecast that they will gain, get this, one million subscribers during quarter three. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's they what just, they forecast. That's kind of wild though, because I feel like they just did like, umbrella academy and um stranger stranger things, things which are like kind of their two biggest original yeah, content i don't right know now. and i've been reading that like netflix is desperately just trying to find like a big tentpole property that they can just like yeah bank on for they're looking for their harry potter or their star wars or whatever which and they just don't they don't have any ip they don't have of, like, the, significance I, I think their only hope might be this avatar series true well, maybe yeah that's just been in developmental hell for like i know so years I that's feel like. becoming concerning they have a bunch of like anime properties that maybe could turn into something but i i don't know oh yeah that's true they do have um that death note series that we talked about a couple weeks ago true so like maybe yeah maybe they can do some interesting good live action adaptations i mean they probably won't but maybe they've hired the game of thrones guys to do something i don't know what they're doing but they're also on their their call sheet so hmm. But I don't know. Um, Netflix, uh, is it the beginning of the end? I don't know. I feel like we're going to say is it's the beginning of the end for like 10 years. Netflix isn't going away, I don't think. They're so. adding the Raimi trilogy to Netflix. So, oh, you know, maybe like they're, they're getting some cool stuff. They're adding their ad supported service early 23, I think. So get excited for that. Woo-hoo. <laughs> anyway, back to you. <laughs> we're going back to cable news. Or, oh, you know, yeah. Like, we're just here now. It's just cable. Tape the cord back up. God. Um, yeah, I just have one more, and that is uh, Henry Cavill's uh, return to Superman will reportedly be announced during a San- during uh, the San Diego Comic Con coming up soon, in like the next couple weeks. So he's coming back. Exciting. Is that the that's potentially? The... That's what the rumor is. I don't know if it's confirmed. Interesting. And Comic Con's uh, this weekend. Starts this weekend. I think it does. It's like really soon. Gotcha. So. Oh, God, we're going to have a lot of news next week, aren't we? I know. It's going to oh, be wild. Oh, boy. Um, it's going to be so wild. Okay, that's interesting. How many times has Henry Cavill said he's leaving this property? Well, he wants to be in it. Like, I think like every time he's been like, no, actually, like, I would love to do more movies. And then Warner Brothers is just like, no, we're not nah. doing that. We'll, we'll do like a chest up or a chest down shot of you and Shazam and like something else. <laughs> and, but that's it. Um I don't know. I'm not like, honestly, like I like Henry Cavill. He seems like a a chill guy. I'm not crazy on him as Superman because of Zack Snyder's handling of him. But like, maybe if you attach a different director to it, I'd be pretty interested in checking it out. Okay. 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 I don't know. After all those rumors of like the uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, like the, those like uh, 
Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he writing a script? Oh yeah, did they scrap and that? Then, like, it was like a rumor that they like scrapped it or not. like like I don't even know what's going on with that. So maybe we'll get like an update on some of those rumors as well that we discussed. Mm-hmm. But like like I don't know. Like the pitch for that seemed way more interesting than Henry Cavill coming back. But like I understand like they want to do like a a blockbuster franchise that they can do a bunch of movies too. Even though they seemed like with the success of Joker, it seemed like maybe. They yeah. weren't going to do those, but I, it seems like they're kind of going back to that. Okay, well, let's see what happens, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think DC is killing it right now. So I, I think so, too. It's insane to me that they have, like, all this pressure. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're just, like, screwing themselves over. Yeah, like, it's just, just by, very like, pressure. Just very internal, because I think the outside critical reception has been pretty positive. Really good, year, yeah. Least. I mean, they've, totally. I don't think they've had a dud this year, truthfully. No. So I don't know between like the Suicide Squad and the Batman and Peacemaker, Peacemaker like yeah. they've yeah but they've been doing really well. Black so. Adam's supposed to be looks pretty good. Fun. So yeah, I mean Flash isn't developmental. Well, yeah, I guess Nightmare there's that. Realm too. But but listen, we're still in 2022. Let's just ride the wave. Exactly. Until we exactly. get to 23 exactly. and then figure out what we're. Gonna do. <laughs> um. Cool. Um. My last two, uh, mm-hmm. the first are in relation to sequels. The first one was Jordan Peele said, speaking of what you were talking about earlier, that Get Out sequel mm-hmm. is not out of the question. How do you feel? Interesting. About that? Uh, I, I mean, like with like the main cat, like the same cast of characters, or like all he it's said just was, within the world. Yeah, all he said was that there's a lot more to talk about, a lot more to explore. So, Interesting. I mean, I'm sure there is because like he likes big concept stuff and it's, he likes to get weird with it, but I just don't know where the story could go after this. Nor do I, but um, so I don't know. I'm hesitant. I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't want Jordan just Peele get... yeah. to have, I don't, I don't want Jordan Peele fatigue much like we might talk about shortly with Taika fatigue, but yeah, I just get nervous when like, there's like a home run movie, like that's completely original. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to make a sequel. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, but you don't have to, like, we're, we're totally fine without totally you doing agree. that. But like, if he has like a wild story, then like go for it, I guess. Totally agree. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but this can segue into our conversation after the ad break that Taika says he is down to direct Thor five. Um, I need your thoughts on that. Maybe that was your thought. Please that's, don't. That sigh there. Yeah. Please don't. Um, yeah. Is this a good? <sighs> is this a good? Is this a good transition into our conversation? Yeah. Do you want to cut uh, to okay. commercial real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break so Jackson can get his tissues, and uh, we'll be back to talk Thor: Love and Thunder. And we're back uh, with a segment we like to call "That's Just Your Opinion, Man." Yeah. Well. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And finally, two weeks later, Jackson, we're here. Two weeks later and two articles later, we're True. here to discuss Thor, love, and thunder. Um, where to begin? Can we first start with Jackson? I know you, you were a busy bee this week, so you didn't get to maybe do the deep dive you usually like to do. Yeah. But you're a knowledgeable guy, so can you just give us... Just a little bit of background. For, I'm sure a lot of people know who Thor is, but just a little background on where we are, how we got here, perhaps. Doesn't have of to be Thor? No. Oh, whatever. like within the MCU. Oh, whatever you want. This is your... This is Oh, your, goodness. This is your soapbox to just get us set in the mindset of where oh, we are. Oh, goodness golly. 
well, we all know Thor, and he's like this cool little god, but not a god. Mm-hmm. In the MCU, he's like not a god, but in the comics, he is a god. But now in the MCU, he is a god again because now there's a character that kills <laughs> gods. What? All right, cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, we get Gore the God Butcher in this movie, who is, a, from my understanding, a newer villain who's pretty beloved and has challenged, in the comics, has challenged Thor's ideals so hard that uh, he self-doubts himself so much that he is no longer worthy of Mjolnir, which is, like, kind of wild and, like, a pretty cool concept, mm-hmm. um, which they did not do in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then they this movie also mixes a, a really fun character called the Mighty Thor the mighty Thor, which was a, a character introduced around the same time as, uh, uh, bu- 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 uh Sam Wilson becoming captain America. So like we have like the oh, black okay. captain America and a woman Thor. And this really pissed off comic readers at the time because like a lot of comic readers are shitty people and <laughs> true. Um, they, yeah. They weren't huge on that. And like one of the fun uh, aspects of her character when she was introduced is that we didn't know the identity of her for the longest time. It was just like, who is this woman? She is very mysterious. We don't know who this other Thor is. And then of course, like in the one issue, they revealed that um, it's Jane and she has cancer and she's really sick. And basically she can wield the hammer because she's badass and worthy. And she does so at the risk of her own health because wielding the hammer, um, expose expunges all of the uh chemotherapy progress she's done and leaves her cancer cells in place so yeah she's like not doing good when wielding the hammer which is like kind of interesting um i don't know i, I feel like okay. i just kind of rambled for a little bit no that was good okay um, you, <laughs> do you have any questions uh, going into that before we no okay yeah let me just uh i'm gonna just read the plot real quick just okay gonna, just to set ourselves i should have done that but no, no, no. That's all right. I got touch what I'm here for. Okay. Um, okay. So Thor Love and Thunder, uh, 2022, directed mm-hmm. by Taika Waititi, who everyone knows, directed Thor Ragnarok, much beloved Thor Ragnarok. Uh, also Jojo Rabbit, Hunt for the Wilder People, um, producer on What We Do in the Shadows, a bunch of things right now. Disney Pixar's Lightyear, heard of it? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Um, written by Taika Waititi and also Jennifer Caton Robinson. Are you familiar cool. with any of her work? I am not. Who is she? Nor am I. She uh, worked on a film called Unpregnant and a film called Someone Great and another film that's not out yet called Strangers. She cool. directed that. So not familiar with her work at all, but uh, Thor Love and Thunder um, tells the story of Thor after his retirement is interrupted by Gore the God Butcher played mm-hmm. by uh, Christian Bale, the wonderful Christian Bale, uh, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, everyone's favorite Korg, and uh, ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who now inexplicably wields Mjolnir as the mighty Thor, which is, as people might not know, the hammer. Um, yes. Together they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the god butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Now, Jackson, we got a lot of that in the trailer. Yeah. Um, kind of setting that up. And let me just ask you, let me start here. What were your expectations for this movie before we went into it? What were you yeah. expecting to get out of this? This trailer had me really hyped for this movie. I mm-hmm. thought, like, ever since they announced this movie, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. 
uh, when the trailer dropped and we got Gore the God Butcher played by Christian Bale, none, no less, you know, mm-hmm. like an amazing actor, like for some reason coming into the MCU. And then we're getting to see Jane again in this really interesting role. I was super fascinated. Um, and I was even more interested with the idea of like, because like the way it narrated Thor's like, I once used this hammer as like a means of war, but now it's like like something for peace or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Like he's he's literally like stepping into that to that role his father always wanted him to be in like this is going to be like really fascinating this will be like a cool ride off into the sunset movie mm-hmm. um and this will be like a closure to his quadrilogy i guess um and this will be really interesting and it did not turn out to be any of those things uh sadly but yeah um you know, what do you think i was kind of this i guess i was expecting this this is what the sixth film in phase four or the seventh, six or seven? Uh, we have this. So. We have Eternals, Black Widow, <laughs> uh-huh. Multiverse of Madness, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Is that six? That's oh, is there another one? That is six. I think that's all of them. <laughs> oh my God. There's so many though. If there's another one that we're missing, sorry. Um, but, um, so, so I'm sitting here just thinking about if this, so this would be the, so this would be the seventh then. Did we include Thor? Are we done? I think we did. Okay. <laughs> I think well, we're anyway, stupid. so we're a lot, we're down the line of phase four, right? We've yeah. been, we're deep in this and I, and we're like six or seven shows in now. Mm-hmm. I kind of was expecting this movie to tell me where this was all going. Oh, maybe. interesting. I mm-hmm. was maybe just expecting at some point to kind of get an inkling of what's going because this movie feels much like I think some of phase four feels pretty aimless. Um, okay. I don't know if, cause, uh, don't get me wrong. There've been great movies. Yeah. But what are they connecting to? What are they connecting to? Like I am seeing more and more of the cracks in this interconnectivity than ever. It's yeah. just, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't think that's fair. I don't either. It it's is just like interesting. Like, that this genre has like become shaped by this mega franchise to the point where like, if it's not connected enough, we like are mad at it. You know what I mean? It is like an interesting, very unique complaint to have about. It is strange, right? You know what I mean? It's like a catch 22 that we've created as like Mm -hmm. a movie going public. But I don't, I I was, but other than that, when I saw the first trailer, I, I told you this on the podcast. I was like, I don't want to see anything else. I want to try to avoid mm-hmm. anything else. And obviously I failed because I go to the movies and I saw the new trailer. So I was like, yeah, because I was like, I don't want to see Christian Bale at all. I want to go to the movie and see him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Was not able to get that, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, but I was expecting a movie with like a cool tone mm-hmm. with like signature Taika comedic beats. And we'll talk about those. those. Um, and I don't know. Just like after Doctor Strange, like. I, I'll get to that later, but um, <laughs> let me, I, I was reading articles about like people's reception of this movie. I want to read one quote. I don't quote okay. a lot of authors on here, but I'm about to. Um, Miles Surrey of The Ringer, which is one of my favorite uh, uh, sites, um, said he's talking about like in the film, like new Asgard has been turned into like this Disney World-esque land. Yeah, I hate um, it. So he had just like, a quick two sentences on it. He says, 
Everything that made Asgard novel and exciting now has been commodified to wring every last dollar out of a willing public. Uh, it might give the vibe of a Norse Disney world, but new Asgard could just as well represent the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, totally it could. How about that? Yeah. Like, Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you felt this way after I saw this movie. This movie just like kind of felt like an obligation. I don't know if you felt that. Like, this it's... was just like we needed to get a Thor 4 in there and it's going to offer absolutely nothing. Yeah. It felt like a cheap, hollow project that nobody seemed to care about mm-hmm. unfortunately that's 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 so strange like it felt like something that needed to be made to please like an audience by like putting a familiar name up there mm-hmm. in the midst of like introducing all these new characters i guess yeah but like the movie just like i don't know like thor ragnarok was such a success because of like it's irreverence and like Taika's spin on like the, that character where Thor was yeah. at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when you do the same thing here, there's just like no growth. And it kind of, I kind of felt like an idiot when I sat there in the theater. I don't know about you. I was no, like, I, I know what you mean. Um, was, yeah. They took this Shakespearean character who has like a lot of tragedy in his stories that are like really compelling and turned him into the dumbest version of himself I think I've ever seen in these yeah, he's movies. He's so dumb in this movie. like um, Which is really annoying. It was charming in Ragnarok because it was just like a different spin. And again, and I like think he still it, had think... agency and like a purpose yeah. and like, yeah. And he was yeah. moving everything along. And I don't know. He was just kind of here in this movie when I don't even think he needed to be. Yeah. And like things just like in this movie, things just like kind of move from one thing to another like Mm -hmm. without really any reasoning or sense of direction i don't know i just keep describing this movie as aimless to me no totally but i one of the questions i wanted to ask you as we sit here and and talk about how we weren't fans of the movie like a lot of people loved this movie they loved like the the shtick they loved the funny slapstick comedy and the, the jokes and everything are we no longer the target audience jackson I don't know. It's like something I've been like wrapping my brain around for like the past two weeks. Like, are we asking for too much? We are taking Marvel movies. We have like pretty much. And and I mean, to be fair, this movie is getting mixed reviews Mm -hmm. compared to like Thor three and some of the other phase four stuff. Mm -hmm. Very divisive. I I feel like, and like phase four has been very divisive too, but like, I feel like normally we fall on like the, minority side but even though we're like negative on this i don't know if we're like necessarily in the minority but i the movies are maybe abandoning the audience that they've developed over the years for like yeah and different people it's It's definitely not for comic fans anymore i feel like it's like definitely like moving away from that i think it feels it just everything just feels more dumbed down to me and i don't yeah and i just feel like we're not getting like for example i think people hate when like Marvel stick their hands in a lot. So like Mm -hmm. we talk about like letting a director cook and we can make, maybe this can lead us into talking about Taika, but like, you know, when we let a director cook, sometimes it pays off and we get like cool inventive storytelling, like Sam Raimi gave us, Mm -hmm. which I I think we both pretty enjoyed, or it's just like rinse and repeat and like offers not like, for example, when you get Taika in there, yeah um so can we first sing the praises of taika as a filmmaker 
he's great. I, I legitimately think some of his movies are some of my favorites. Um, yeah, Jojo Rabbit, I think, is an amazing mm-hmm. commentary on like alt right politics and the radicalization and telling it through the eyes of like of like like satirically telling it through like the eyes of like a Nazi youth member is like really fascinating and works really well. And it's it's just really clever and like great. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of his movies, like uh like what we do in the shadows is like also just like a really smart like mockumentary like as stupid as it is it takes itself really seriously mm-hmm. and it's really it's really fun at the same time and i just don't know if like he cares about this franchise anymore like it like i i genuinely don't know like i feel like i, I feel know. like he was just like given a blank check for this movie kind of and like if he wants to do that and like like power to him in, yeah like i will that, never I, I will never discredit a director for like getting the bag yeah like, great for you like it's just i think there's something strange about taika watiti where like i feel like a lot of fans kind of like idolize him as a person do you, do you know what i mean like they, they put them up they put him up on this pedestal as like he's um, a cool as, suave he's like New, kind of like, even like a, yeah he's kind of like a gay icon even though like he's not gay he's like, like in my a, knowledge he's in a thruple basically yeah he's yeah. kind of in a thruple or like uh-huh. uh, uh he he does throuple the things at least um, <laughs> with people. Shout out, shout out Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Good for um, them but like, I, I don't know, like this, the way he like used, especially queer representation in this movie felt like kind of sick to me. Oh, the movie's so gay, Jackson. Remember when they did said that? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about that weird interview? Like, it was like a like a screening for it, and like a fan asked if the movie was going to be gay, and then uh, Taika Waititi like turned the question over to Natalie Portman so he wouldn't be held responsible, and she was like so gay, and then he was scot free. He didn't have to say anything, and then he doubled down and was like super gay, and then everyone yep. was like yeah. And guys, it's it's only like a little bit gay. Yeah, it's pretty vanilla. Uh, and then it's, like the and then like and the, the way, those moments are like like right when those moments when they happen are like undercut by comedic moments, which we'll get to, which is a big problem with this movie, I think. Or they'll sideline the one queer like character, <laughs> actual and queer character, make yeah. Korg gay and have like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> joke, and it's yeah. like like I legitimately feel like they sidelined actual representation for like hollow mockeries of representation and. I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I, I mean, no, yeah. I just think it goes back to that, that point. Like, are these just meant to be like fun, turn your brain off movies now? Because it's like, it just, it feels like this, what these are like, did, did we peak in this, in this grand experiment? I just don't, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really unraveling the thread here, but, <laughs> but I, I guess another, another question would be if Ragnarok didn't exist, like, would we feel different about this movie would we feel better about it you think not having that that tone already in place because like it is like hmm, that's a good question because even this one is such a departure from like from ragnarok but like compared to like the dark world i feel like people would would still eat this up oh yeah in, in comparison in comparison would praise it but um it's just really weird because i feel like this movie had 
there was no rush to put this movie out. Like there wasn't a story that needed to be immediately told, which is weird that Definitely. they like rushed this out so fast because it feels rushed to me. I think um, so. Yeah. I don't know. It, it does like you do say aimless. It does feel like they don't really have a plan with this because like spoilers and stuff. Like you know, I really thought Thor was gonna like die in this movie or just like retire officially, and instead. Apparently he's returning, even though Chris Hemsworth and Taika didn't know that allegedly. And yeah. uh, the character who I was really excited to like lead the way into the new phase of the MCU died, and she's in in a different heaven, I guess. Yeah. How do yeah? How do we feel about that? Just as, as a sidebar, that she's not with her friends and family in her. I think it's really weird to remind us that her mom died of cancer just for. Uh, you know, her to go into a different afterlife. I mean, that seems pretty complicated in the MCU in general, but like, I don't know. That was weird to me. Yeah, I, I agree that. It was very strange. Um, yeah. So have we given enough? Uh, should we just, should we just like dive into the actual movie now? I feel like we've, we've talked about, do we, about or what else do you think before we, get I was just going to say, do we, we should say some good things before we say some bad things. Oh, let's. Um, I think there are some good things to say. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, Christian Bale. Yes, please. Is just end of, end of statement. Holy cow. Just Christian Bale. I mean, it's great. You tell me if it's a hot take Jackson best mm-hmm. villain we've seen in the MCU. The top top three. I think I think if he would have had more screen time, more screen time than definitely. But because he was completely underutilized yeah. somehow, uh, I don't think so, which is a bummer. Because like the opening scene where like his his daughter him and his daughter are like walking through this desert and like she dies mm-hmm. and then like he finds this oasis from the, of the gods and you know they're celebrating and he's like worshiping them and he's like you know and it, like they're basically just like oh no we don't care about you and it's like this like sad realization and he's like acting his ass off by the way absolutely like, like really really fun Christian Bale acting um, and then like renouncing him. And like the, the God is reaching up to choke him and he grabs this blade that was being held by this monster that they just killed. And it's like this evil magic blade that can kill gods. And so he kills his God and it's a really cool opening to the movie. I thought it was pretty great. I think it's sick. And then after that, we only hear about the gods that he killed. And like, we don't ever really see him do anything else Yeah, we do (laughs) besides kidnap children. We do not see any butchering by Gore the God Um, butcher really. Just some aftermath. Yeah. But like when when he is on screen, like he is okay, he's in kind of a completely different movie, I feel. Yeah. He is doing no, some totally really agree. apparently they cut a lot of stuff because it was like too dark. Man, I wanted to Makes see sense. that stuff. I know. Like when he was having these monologues with like the kids and being a creep. Mm-hmm. And then like when he captures uh Thor and Valkyrie and Jane on the planet and mm-hmm. is like really hamming it up in that, in that scene dude is scary and really, yeah. really good making really cool acting decisions. And I thought he was awesome. And it's interesting that you say that, like they cut out a bunch of his stuff. Cause I did feel like the jump between his first scene and to him on the boat with the kids, like he did feel like really different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I wanted to kind of see that progression into his like madness a little bit more. Cause like, yeah. I think his motivations are like totally fair in this movie. He's like, okay, there's these all powerful beings that are supposed to watch over us. And then they've kind of just abandoned all of the people that they were apparently supposed to protect. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to kill them. Cause like, screw them. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I get, I understand the motivations. Yeah. And then like the hero's motivations, like the whole movie, like it's really annoying. Cause like, I think they had to have him kidnap these children so we could be like, yeah, go get gore. Like this is bad. Like get them. But like, if you take that out, I don't think there's any, it, like anything established in the movie. There is nothing propulsing why the gods should not be killed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm just totally like, with you. Yeah. Like there's nothing propelled. There's nothing motivating the characters except that MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. And it really Which is stupid. Yeah. And it's, it really is a shame. Like, because the, like at least for the Asgardians, I think they've made like enough claim as to why you shouldn't do that because like, look at earth, like it's so much better off without sort of with that like with them like they've they've helped the nine realms like in these movies mm-hmm. and like i don't know like they've they've done a lot so maybe i don't know there just wasn't enough battle of ideologies it was kind of just like let's go save the kids which isn't it's interesting to me yeah just felt, a lot of things were just kind of halfway there to me mm-hmm. and that was a problem i like how we turned something we liked into something we didn't like i know <laughs> well that's just, that's what's gonna happen for all of this unfortunately. yeah but, but but truly christian christian bale elevates this movie from being really just forgettable and mm-hmm, totally. so shout out to him i can use another like that'll probably turn into a dislike okay um i thought this again maybe be a testament to when christian bale's on the screen but visually i thought the black and white planet fight was yes. awesome i thought that was really good that, I thought that, was, that was cool really interesting something we'd never seen before mm-hmm. um like where like they go to like where they think the kids are and like yeah. there's like absence of color here so like it turns like black and white for this fight for like mm-hmm. like 15 minutes of the movie or 20 minutes yeah which was really cool really cool and i like that i thought that was unique and and different and would have been a really good like final set piece like we didn't end there but yeah that would have been a really good cool place like imagine like the finale just in black and white for like the whole rest of it like that would have been really interesting awesome and but like it's, yeah. it was really cool to like see taika who's known for like his bright colors and and all mm-hmm. this to, to lean into that. So I will give him that. Yeah. Like he did make, there were some decisions that were, were good. There just weren't as many as I would have liked, I think. Yeah. Um, and this, this actually highlights something that I would do want to quickly brief, like uh, talk on that is a negative really quick. Sure. And that's the editing of this movie is like kind of abhorrent, but like two examples I can think of for like just one extra shot would have gone such a long way. Um, one being where they're on that planet and like all of a sudden things are just black and white it would have been really interesting to like see like the color like fade into black and white like it just kind of cuts and it's like oh there's no color now which is kind of weird to me Mm -hmm. sure seems like a just like a good little thing and another thing is like whenever uh jane is hunched over the the bathroom sink and she's like really sick and then she like picks up the hammer and suddenly she's just like it's just like a new shot where they put in like like the new scene is like, oh dang, you could have had like some really interesting transition or edit edit there to like really help that along, and it just was kind of th- lacking in that. I think definitely, which is a bummer. Yeah, um, but. yeah, okay, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I I'm trying. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to find more likes in the the ether here. Um. I want to ask, so let's kind of talk about the, the quips. Let's talk about the, the comedic beats that may or may not land okay. at all times. Were there any like little bits that you were like, huh? Or like you thought were clever or, or I'm, a little bit funny? 
I'm trying to think, and I literally can't think of. One I, right I want to ask what you thought about like the this the love triangle between Thor and his two weapons, the hammers. Yeah, what did you feel about? It? That, you feel okay, about it? that was the first one I thought of, but like I didn't like it. Okay. Like I thought it was like really interesting, but like really stupid, and probably shouldn't have been in the movie. Okay. So did you like any? I mean, we've already we talked a lot offline about the screaming goats. Um, yeah, bad idea. Yeah, you know what? As soon as they came on screen, I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be just horrible," and it was. Yeah, and it didn't stop. That wasn't. It was kind. It kind of paid off whenever they crashed into that planet. Kind of, it like briefly worked for me, okay. but that's like basically a it. little chuckle. Did you like genuinely laugh at any moment in the film? Um, when Korg died, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, can um, yeah. I and then he came back as a talking face, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! This is wild." Yeah, this was it funny for you? I don't know. I just don't think it was that funny. I mean, there were there were moments where ma- I'm trying to think if the moments I laughed were because some of my audience was laughing, and I was laughing at the fact that they were. It was laughing. just a good audience. Then maybe mm-hmm. I mean it was an okay audience. Again, there were more laughs yeah. in Marcel the Shell than there were in Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I just feel like the signature Taika stuff wasn't landing as well. Mm-hmm. And but like, I gotta say, I'll just I'll just spin this into a positive right here. That just like do it. I guess it was it was fun to just, I guess to play devil's advocate to get to turn my brain off and realize that this doesn't matter at all what I'm watching. So I'm going to spin that into a positive. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying, man. Um, to me, that seems really bleak, but, you know, I get well, it. Yeah, it's, it's a okay. sign of the things to, to come, but but what can you do? Um, but can, can we talk about the Korg stuff, actually? Yeah. You mentioned it because, because I think that Taika has an issue right now of he is having a moment. For sure. He's in a bunch of stuff and he's behind a bunch yeah. of stuff. He was just in light year. He was in free guy. Like mm-hmm. he's having a moment where he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in that, uh, our flag means death show on HBO max. Uh-huh. Is he just like, and when he's at the helm, he wrote too much cord. Did he just deliberately put himself way more in this movie than he needed to be? Like, is the kind of the star <laughs> going to his head? It kind of feels like how John Favreau wrote himself as a character <laughs> and then got to be in the MCU for really long. Uh-huh. And I think, I mean, I, I don't blame him for being like, Ooh, I can do that for me. Yeah. And like, again, power to you get a little check in like infinity war and other stuff, even though like he was like a producer and stuff on that, on that, but sure. uh, it's just not a character I think is fun or funny. Uh, he worked, he, he served his purpose in Thor Ragnarok. And I honestly don't think we should have seen him outside of that. Um, yeah. Besides, maybe him just like chilling and playing uh, Fortnite, New Asgard. Yeah, like that's fine, I guess. Uh-huh. Even though that's also an insanely stupid bit. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it just seemed really weird to me that he would tag along because also he was just like with the Guardians, and it's like, well, wait, when did you do that? Yeah. When did, when did start- we get? Yeah. 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 How did you feel about the Guardian stuff? By the way, just like kind of I whatever. I think and I'll get to this later. I think Thor should not have been in this movie. And I think he should have been palling around in guardians three and mm. we'll, we'll just see him when that comes out was kind of my hope for it. And that's now we got, wow. but I digress. Oh, can I really quick rant about how much I hate 
new Asgard like a lot? Uh, yes, please. Okay. So this was originally, oh, okay. Actually, really quick. I can think <laughs> of one bit that I found funny. And that was when they brought back the the play, like the Shakespeare stuff. I thought that was good. That was like the one joke thing that they did that landed for me. I think, I think so as well. It was fun to see Melissa McCarthy there as, um, what's her name? Hel- Hella? Helen? Hella. Yeah, Hella. Hella. Um, I thought she was awesome. Um, great to see. I will say the funniest parts were definitely when Matt Damon and like Luke Hemsworth come up and like, okay, yeah. we need we need a play Damn for this up. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that stuff like worked for me, but most of the other humor didn't. Can I sadly. can I twist that just in the way that we like to we have a positive, then we have a negative? Yes. How many recaps of previous things do we need in this movie? <laughs> I know. If I just had that again, I, I'm fine with repeating the storytelling device of Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth being there. Yeah. That if we just did that again, that would have been great. And I didn't need Korg mm-hmm. narrating all of the everything mm-hmm. else that happened. That was just me. But anyway, it's just, it's especially a weird like device to do because I, I kind of get it doing for Ragnarok because like nobody really saw or liked the dark world. So like to recap some of that makes a little bit of sense, especially mm-hmm. like under the context that Loki is disguised as like uh, Odin. And so it's kind of like this like uh, hubris thing and ego of like a, tra- a Shakespearean tragedy play about how he's like this brave hero. Like that kind of makes sense within the context of the story. Yes. And this, it's kind of like, uh, we're not like, even though we're this giant, like conglomerate, uh, we're not confident enough that you guys have like seen our older stuff. So like, we're going to have to keep recapping stuff for like the casual fans. Again, I feel like they're really catering to like the super casual viewers right now, which is really weird to me, mm-hmm. but, um, it's especially weird too. Cause I feel like infinity war or sorry, not Infinity War. I feel like Ragnarok, like di- like it directly went into Infinity War and like that wasn't that many movies ago. So it feels kind of weird. Yeah. I, I guess maybe that just st- like talks more to like the timing of this movie in general, but it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it's just, it's, and what you said earlier about the interconnectivity of things, it, mm-hmm. it being okay that they're not connected. I, th- yeah. I feel like the problem is they're trying hard to make it yeah. feel that way. It'd be one mm-hmm. thing if they were just like, we're going to tell a few stories and on their own, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway, you add some points before we die. We went on a oh. tangent on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So w- whenever they introduced new Asgard mm-hmm. in Endgame, I thought it was like really cool. And I was on board with it mm-hmm. because it was just like this cool Nordic, you know, fishing town with like where all the Asgardians are kind of like learning about like human culture and they're wearing knit sweaters and they're immigrants. And just, yeah cool yeah like it's just like a cool story Uh and then they turn it into a tourist trap yeah which is just horrible the the infinity cones killed me i was like what we're setting yeah we're setting up why why would you make first of all just in the context of like asgard it doesn't make any sense because like their their whole their home planet was wiped out then the guy that they based their ice cream shop invaded their ship and killed half of their people brutally, not with the magic stones. Like he brutally murdered them. Mm-hmm. Then like a little bit later, he killed half of them again with his gauntlet that they put on the ice cream shop. Um, it's insane. It doesn't, I don't, I don't know why. Does it make sense? You, like, I don't even know why Kevin Feige would be like, no, yeah, this is good. 
it's just so weird to me. I don't either, man. I feel like, I don't know. Like there are some times where I'm like, Kevin Feige's really got his hands in this. And there's other times I was like, did anyone watch this? Check this out. <laughs> like, this seems like such a bad idea. I don't know how it got past so many people. I don't either. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I hated seeing all the cruise ships lined up. I hated seeing like their little tour boats and like roller coaster bits mm-hmm. that they were doing. Like it, it just seemed like just awful. I don't know. It's a very good representation of this movie. Like no doubt. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just such just such a sad, sad time. Um, I wanted to like this movie so much. We, but we all did. I'm just, I'm just upset by it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything else that you that you liked? I I do like. Here's what I'll say. Okay. The Thor and Jane have a little monologue on the boat together. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the 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 payoff in the beginning of the film, where actually Star Star Lord was like, "You got to find someone to make you feel shitty." I thought that was yeah. kind of a sweet sentiment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good writing. Um, mm-hmm. that's all. <laughs> that's what I got for you. Because then he was like, "I want to yeah. be, I want to feel shitty with you." And uh, I just thought that was yeah, that was something. Yeah, I don't know. That worked for me some for some reason. Okay, here's what I will give some credit to that opening scene a little bit. Just uh, Chris Hemsworth has amazing comedic timing. Yes, I will say he does. He is he is so clearly funny, and I'm glad that they figured that out for him because he's so good. Like the whole bit where he's like looking, like uh, Star Lord is looking at like the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, and like, <laughs> and then Thor just kind of like leaning into the frame. Yeah, that's to kind of meet his gaze is like really really good. Um, I'll give him that. And like whenever he's doing that like split jump on those like hawk bikers, <laughs> yeah, he's got his legs that's up. also like so insane. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird mm-hmm. and good. Um also really quick though, like I do want to say, like, I feel like I really wish you would have just stuck with the guardians because to me, like the whole like losing everyone, like literally losing everyone, like I feel like what he needs is a found family, and he was with the guardians, and to me that seems like the perfect place for him yeah i don't know uh-huh it's just weird and then you, of course god there's so many things i don't like about this movie. <laughs> like tonally this movie wanted to be like this 80s rock and roll kind of vibe yeah uh, that was like promised we got like these like set photos like the graphics were all like very like metallica type they were using the volume they were yeah yeah um and it it was that for like 10 minutes and then it wasn't that anymore yeah. like if you count like the end credits and if you count like the intro where he has like this sick leather vest and like a cool like mm-hmm. a cool shirt and jeans and he's just like beating people up like it's pretty cool it's pretty fun yeah but then it abandons that really fast yeah which... because like then and i think this is just the overall problem with the film it's just that it doesn't know mm-hmm. what movie it wants to be yeah because it tries to have serious moments that again the age-old marvel issue like undercut mm-hmm. by a quip that doesn't land or a screaming goat or like like some of this movie is like child murder can't stage four cancer and then over here there's a screaming goat and a love triangle between between hammers and axes like <laughs> It just doesn't it doesn't bat like Jane has this ambiguous form of cancer and like this uh 
Yeah, I thought that was okay. That was super weird to me too, because I was like, is Marvel just like so worried to alienate audiences that they won't even like name tell what us kind what of kind of cancer of she has? Cancer it is. Yeah. In the comics, it's breast cancer, by the way. But like well, that would have been nice weird. to I would have appreciated it. It was weird. That. Like I just thought it was strange to not name any i don't know it was strange. it's just strange because then when you have the serious moments that you want to be taken seriously i don't even know if this moment was supposed to be taken seriously but like when jane triumphantly has her moment at the end when she's like saying oh by the way it's dr jane foster like mm-hmm. none of that like that was just the cringiest thing i've ever seen i don't know about you like it, you didn't like it no it didn't she was like it's mighty thor and i was like this would be great if the movie took that seriously but like in this moment mm-hmm. it didn't feel it just did not uh, it didn't feel genuine to me i feel like natalie portman was very I, mismanaged as well like she could have done so much more i felt like i've always kind of felt that way about her character in general like she seems to be like you know a dedicated woman of science mm-hmm. and it seems weird how casually she throws her work aside to just like be with thor who like mm-hmm. is like the first person like that he met whenever he came to earth. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't really buy their love story as much, as much as I want to. Because I think like it could be really good. I will. Ooh, okay. Here's a positive that I just thought of whenever they're like, whenever it shows them like trying to cohabitate and like living together was and good. stuff. I thought that was really mm-hmm. good. That was a good, it was really good. That was good payoff. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Um, but also it was kind of weird how like we had to like shoehorn in like all of the original Thor people like all the side characters with like Darcy and uh, what's his face. That weird guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Who's the weird guy? Not Heimdall. The no, no, not Heimdall. The old guy, the white guy who went crazy. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah what's yeah, his yeah. name? The doc, the scientist guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name either. I don't either. Doc, but, uh, doctor something. Dr. Crazy. Dr. Crazy. Um, but yeah, like, like I feel like they shoot, shoehorn them in heavily i don't know and one thing i noticed too is that like loki's presence need like was clearly missing in this movie yeah you lose like it is a void that they cannot fill like they have not figured out how to fill yet at least that needs to be filled i think yeah and i think they just they they tried very hard maybe they tried maybe to for korg to be that (laughs) that's that ain't it chief i'm I'm sorry Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah um who what have we not talked about what'd you think of russell crowe what'd you think of that whole god i thought it was weird but i was i was kind of on board for it i was kind of vibing with russell crowe hamming it up as a a greek god i don't know yeah his accent was super weird like he was doing like a caricature of like a greek accent kind of which maybe was was a little bit which maybe was the point of it i don't i I can't tell if it was purposeful or if it was just like russell crowe was just like i'm gonna do this but either way i enjoyed it yeah um mm-hmm. did you enjoy the bow god yeah, the whole like the god of dumplings bow the oh yeah that was cute i thought that was weird yeah um that was like a, such an interesting set piece i was pretty excited for but um just like it did not pay off as much as i wanted to mm-hmm. yeah um what have we not what have we not talked about are there any miscellaneous things we haven't we haven't mentioned we talked about jane and valhalla which is interesting so like is the door mm-hmm. open for her to come back or what's the deal there is can natalie portman come back i th- i mean like, the answer should be it's no, a comic right? book movie like i think i think i think everybody can come back 
I don't know if she will though. I think because like I think she she should have been like the future of the Thor franchise sure. personally. Mm-hmm. And but I just don't know if Natalie Portman is that like committed to doing that and that's totally fair. Like I don't think she, you know, has to. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think at that at, at that moment when we have brought everyone back and we're just relying on nostalgia, I think that's the moment this thing dies. That's, that's the thing where I start to become mm-hmm. very concerned with the product where we've spent so much time with. What do I, what do I know? Um, yeah. Brett Goldstein. We'll talk on that. Ooh, I have a positive. Yeah. Yes. Is that it? Yes. 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 Positive? A positive. Cool. Yeah. That was my positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because I just finished watching Ted Lasso, like literally binging it like right before I saw this mm-hmm. and then getting to see him. I, okay. Like the whole time I never had like a gasp moment. Like usually me and Abby will be like, <gasps> like at some point in some Marvel movie, like it usually happens. And there just wasn't any of that until that credit scene where we got to see him as Hercules, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. And part of me wishes that like he was in that second, uh, like in the second act a little bit more whenever they go to like that giant God city thing. Yeah. I thought that would have been kind of neat to see him there a little bit more, but oh, well, um, there was like a funny story where he talked about how his, he was texting his mom who was seeing it, not knowing <laughs> yeah. that like he was in the movie and she was like texting him about Russell Crowe or whatever. And he, he was just like, watch the movie, watch the movie. I'm like trying to get her to see his cameo. I thought that was like, he's super fun casting for it. We're doing a uh, fantastic four next week. Yes. And uh, he was my Dr. Doom before i saw this movie so i had to scratch that which is kind of a bummer uh but yeah just a a great fun actor that i do want to see a lot more going forward can i ask you a question about that yeah when will we see that when when's that gonna happen (laughs) when is that gonna happen (laughs) this feels this feels like one of those cameos that like may or may not pay off kind of like um with uh harry styles as star fox or whatever Star, Star Fox is it Star Fox? Star Fox, is that it? As in Wait, like that might not be the it. Fox, the Star- like the Nintendo Fox. And for the Nintendo, is that what I'm thinking of? His name is. His name, is that, isn't that his name? Is his name Eros or something? Yeah, but it's like something else too. Like there's something. Oh my Fox. god! If they and call anyways. him the Star Fox, that's incredible. <laughs> um, I don't know, but maybe I'm completely. Hey, if if it's not god, right, it should know. be right. So that's all. I This movie gave me brain rot. I really, <laughs> I can't even tell you what's going on anymore. They um. Yeah, it might not pay off. I don't. know. I hope it does. I'd love to see him be basically Roy Kent in the MCU. That, uh, I'm fine with that. Well, apparently, like the character of Hercules in like the like in like the Marvel comics and stuff is very much kind of what Taika turned Thor into, like as this kind of like oh. broy dude who's like a hero. So, like, I don't know what we'll do with him now hmm. because. I don't know, but because he's like such a like because I see Roy Kent in him so much, I do kind of assume maybe he'll be more like and he was like kind of like yes father, like maybe he'll be more of a a yes man, like taking orders and like I don't know, like maybe he won't be as fun as we thought he was, which isn't necessarily bad, I guess. No, yeah. It's different, maybe a different version altogether. Cool. Um yeah. Okay, any any final thoughts on four eleven thunder? I know you've we've been thinking about it for like two weeks now but can i tell you what this movie could have been please please can i pitch to you a good version of this movie maybe i would love that oh really quick really quick Mm -hmm. heimdall's son 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Why? What are we doing here? You, you know, it, okay, it was like helpful. The whole it, was, bit- it was helpful for them to say, oh, it was Heimdall's son. <laughs> Whenever to figure that out. His head is floating. Whenever his head was floating in that like awful CG mess, oh, bad. it was so funny. I laughed at that. I'll tell you what, I laughed at that because it was it was not good. And I've been seeing uh, people posting that like that like screen grab of it a lot, which has been pretty fun too. But like the whole scene where like they power up these like kid as guardians, even though some of them aren't as guardians, I think was supposed to be really cool and like it could have been really cool. But for me, it just felt kind of flat because like we didn't really know much about these kids and like Thor wasn't exactly being like a good mentor or like a cool guy. Sure. Um, I don't know. Like, 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 which I'll, I'll get into in a second too, but like the way that they, he like powers them up and then, and then like, they're just like heroes all of a sudden, like to me, like, have you seen Shazam? Like the DC mm-hmm. comedy Shazam? Like to me, whenever they give all the other kids, like the powers of Shazam, that's like, has a lot of weight to it. And like, says more about those characters and we just don't know who these kids are so like it didn't really do anything for didn't me didn't pan out on this yeah yeah also i'm literally thinking of more things that i hate about this movie and i have to say them really quick uh the fact that thor the, the fact that jane can lift the hammer because thor said so is so annoying she should just be worthy like that's like so stupid. no a man makes it happen jackson come on isn't that kind of dumb like yeah i, I guess that. i hadn't thought about that but yeah that is dumb like that bothers me okay um fair. and then fair, fair, fair. Uh, I really want to talk about Gore again really quick. Like the whole, like he gets to eternity, gets to make the wish and he wishes that his like daughter comes back. I think that's like kind of cool. Like that's a cool mm-hmm. um, way to turn the character around. And like, it, it's a neat ending for him, even though we didn't really get to see him do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. It would have been cooler. Um, but then like Thor, like becoming like this, like adoptive dad was like super strange to me. Chris Hemsworth's and, actual like, daughter, by the way. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I kind of like Does that, that help now. <laughs> It does a little bit, yeah. but like the fact that like, oh God, the Korg narration throughout this whole thing was such a mess too. But like when they were like, and that's when they became love and thunder. I was like, oh my God, this like, sucks. They said the I literally thing, the Leo DiCaprio. I was movie. like, are you serious? It was not earned like even a little bit. No. And then, it, and then um, the movie ended. Yeah. Right then yeah. and there. So how do we fix it, Jackson? Okay. Here's how we fix it. Thor is not in this movie. He is with the guardians of the galaxy core can be there too i really don't care i don't want Korg in this movie <laughs> he's right. gone so we have jane she has like the cancer stuff so instead of taiki watiti i think what we need to do is completely get rid of him and get the original thor one director uh kenneth brana that's how you pronounce his name right i think yeah maybe Brana. Yes. yeah brana he just sure. did belfast huge success dude mm-hmm. honestly had some really cool moments within like Thor one, I think like some of the stuff in there is like really compelling, especially with Loki and like Thor, like destroying the bridge, like all that stuff is really cool. Bring him back for this. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have Thor in this at all. And instead focused on Jane dealing with her cancer, which I think is like, was the most interesting thread to me mm-hmm. uh, in all of this. Like, and like kind of like take it, like, don't make it like, don't make her like manic and stuff. How they kind of had her where she's like, not really taking it seriously anymore. Like, I don't know, like that stuff wasn't really doing it for me. Like have her like go through the steps and have her like decide to become like to, I kind of like the idea of her like reaching out to like the, the myth, the mythologies of it all and stuff. Yeah. Like how she did in this movie. I thought that worked for me, but have her go on this adventure 
um, with Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie because like, cool. Why not? Like she was great in this. I thought she needed more screen time anyways. So have it just be them too and have them go up against Gore the God Butcher because like they both have like her and like him and Jane have very similar arcs of like, they were both abandoned by the gods. Like maybe you could say like, like, I don't know. Like she like literally like fell in love with this guy and he ditched her and then like, she's sick and where are the Asgardians like not really like he's not even around anymore, which is kind of a bummer. And so like, I don't know, like they have a connection there and like I they're mean, both a, kind of, Oh, go on. No, it just, it's a good, like theological, like study to like, again, where's her God? Why do I have cancer? Where's my God? That, I mean, yeah, it's a whole and, deep undertone, mm-hmm. but yeah. And like, and then like, of course, like Gore is like going on this destructive path, this new magical weapon. And it's like killing him and doing all these horrible things. And like, she's doing the same thing with Mjolnir, which is like really interesting how it like, again, it is like erasing her chemo and like making her more sick. And I think that those are like two really good parallels because like she's doing it for good and he's doing it for like selfish reasons, even though like they may feel really justified even. Um, I don't know. I just think, I think those two had way more in common in what they established than Thor and Gore did, which I thought was a huge bummer. Like, I think you could even have Tessa Thompson. I keep saying Tessa Thompson. You could even have Valkyrie take her to like, we can do like the same like set pieces and stuff and have her try to appeal to these gods and they're denying her. And it could be like a really interesting look like, Hmm, maybe I do agree with Gore in like some ways, like clearly like a lot of these people don't care and, and maybe something should be done. I don't know. I, it, to me, it just felt like her as a, like a point of view character makes so much, like so much more sense exploring like the world of these gods. And I don't know, like, and like, you could still have like the, like Tessa, oh God, I keep doing it. You could still have Valkyrie uh, doing a lot of the stuff that Thor did as far as like trying to to tell Jane not to pick up the hammer because it's killing her because they, they established that Valkyrie has a lot of issues losing her her partner and like a lot of her like best friends like in battle and like maybe she doesn't want to lose another one. Like, and I think that's a compelling enough reason for her to be like the kind of voice of reason in, in, in that sense too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I really don't think you need uh, Korg or or Thor to like push this narrative forward because there's like really interesting groundwork being laid laid down that was just kind of put aside for weird jokes that just yeah working I, don't, I love the story you just told I don't think Marvel would ever be brave enough to put not just one but two women at the forefront of mm-hmm. it which is yeah. but I mean and maybe then- we'll see that with the Marvels but and then going forward again, like don't have her die, have her like helm the franchise going forward, I think is like really interesting. And then you can have Hercules be like this new adversary to her. That that would be like really interesting going forward too. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just think there's something there that's like way more. I like it. The movie you just told me never is, uh, the movie you just told me is way better than this movie. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad that I can do that in with my hindsight glasses, but yes, again, yeah. Hindsight is 2020, but man, we should be in charge of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just wild. I don't know. Amazing. It, it's, it's insane. Um, any final, any other final comments on this before we ride into the sunset? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this. Uh, um, Thor will return apparently. Thor will return, much to everyone's surprise, including the people that made the movie. Did Thor have any growth in this movie? No. He got a a daughter. That's growth, I guess. I guess. 
I think he regressed as a character in this movie, which is a bummer because I was really liking where he left off. Yeah. I don't know. He's pretty static. He got buff again. So yeah, which is fine. I I thought it was weird that they made him fat and made fun of him for it the whole time. Like, well, I, I don't know. And maybe that's Taika's doing to make him fat. I don't even who know. knows, man. Like, like to me, they're playing his character for jokes when I think there's a really interesting character in there, and it just it stinks what they're doing with him. It's it's so weird. Mm-hmm. My uh, my closing thought is just I don't know who this is for anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll I don't know who this him, is because we're gonna talk about him. But yeah, I, but I, I, don't I don't know who this is for. very good Uh, very good anyway i don't know i think we need to get new blood in here that's that's all i that's all i can say new New characters characters? new directors yeah which is weird because like taika was like new blood like not even like he like five years ago yeah like we saw this like not that long ago it's weird that we're kind of tired of him now but yeah chris like chris was the one who was like i'm dying in this character let's i need to the someone in here to revamp this thing so I don't know. I think we're over it now. Uh, things have their time. Things have their time and place and mm-hmm. too much of a good thing can be a lot, but yeah. And I think we need new stories too. I, we need new stories other than parents saving their kids or kids saving their parents, which has kind of been the last. <laughs> yeah. Movies. Almost, almost every villain in phase four has kind of been redeemed to some extent, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We just need something. We need something new. We need, we need a new bag of tricks. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that's going, but much like it, it's just the machine that keeps on going and we'll continue to talk about it for you guys. So I guess keep watching them. Woo-hoo. Yeah. We're going to bounce back. We'll get something good. We'll go. We got next. She Hulk. Is that next? Yep. And, and then black Panther. I don't know. Is that? Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Well, hopefully those aren't train wrecks. Yeah, I think we can only go up here. I'm not, I knock on, so. I'm not a knock on wood if I, I say that, so. but um, <laughs> amazing. Um, Jackson, do you want to move on? Let's move on to The List is Life. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. Okay, buddy. Um, have you gotten a chance to... Do you have like an idea of your phase four rankings, actually? Yes, in your, in your I do. I do. Uh huh. Um, do, do you really quick? What did you rank this out of five stars? Just, I'm just curious. So I, I maybe was controversial. I ended up looking back on it. I ended up giving it three stars. Okay, I gave now, it two and a half. Okay, that's that's kind of where I figured you'd land. For some reason, just the Christian Bale of it all really propulsed me to at least give it a three star because mm-hmm. I just respected his work too much and wanted it to be seen. Which I can tell you where I put it in my my Marvel canon. Yes, please do. And then, and then you can tell me your phase four rankings. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, out of 29 of these suckers now, um, I have Thor 11 Thunder at 21. Okay. Um, I have it above Black Widow, actually. Okay. And I have it below Age of Ultron. That's where it sits for me. Okay. I, so... Carter, you know I'm not crazy about Black Widow. Mm-hmm. In Phase I'm 4 aware. Yes, because it did not deliver on a character who needed a story and who got it way too late, and they kind of casted her aside, yeah. which kind of sucks. 
I might tie it with Black Widow. I don't know if I like it slightly okay. more, slightly less. It is in that range with me. I think this one was honestly more offensive to me, just how they handled <laughs> a lot of stuff. Okay, sure. God damn. The poster is amazing, though. I'm looking at Thor, Thor Love and Thunder's poster. It is really good. Oh, the marquee material is great. It's so good. Sick. God. Yeah. Um, then I'm going... Okay, so I have those two at the bottom. Okay. Then I'm going Eternals. Okay. Then Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Then uh then Spider-Man and then Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi number one. Nice. Yeah, has to be, I think. What about you? Yeah, for me, I have uh I have Black Widow uh last. Uh Uh-huh. Uh then I have Thor Eleven Thunder. But again, same with you, it's a very thin margin. Yeah. Um, then I have Doctor Strange. Okay. And then I have Eternals. Okay. Which I am, you and I are very much on the it's outside fun. looking in on I that like it for some reason. Um, and then I have Shang-Chi and then I have, and then I have Spider-Man. Interesting. Okay. Um, so a little flippy flappy, but, um, but yeah, is this the end of how many more phase four is Black Panther the end or where does this thing end? Do we know? Uh, it's, I don't actually know because. I feel like phase three, there was like a, a ton of movies that they did. So I don't actually know if they're going to do like big event movies. I think Fantastic Four will technically be in phase four. And wow. I think okay. maybe X-Men, which I, I don't know what's going on with that. Wow, wow, wow. But we, okay. we might learn soon. Um, it's, it's mostly going to be shows, I think, which for better or worse, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. But hopefully not six. I did see that She-Hulk was going to be not six episodes. It's like ep- nine episodes, right? Yeah, I looked at the episode guide. Mm-hmm. So that's promising, I think. And they're like 30-ish minutes, too, they seem. So I think that'll be pretty good. I'm okay. excited for that. That's promising. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as the CGI, who knows if that'll get fixed. But uh, As long as we can treat uh, VFX workers with dignity and respect, maybe. They need, yeah, let them unionize. Mm-hmm. Let's just, come on. What are yeah. we doing, guys? Um, anyway, uh <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder on the big list, Jackson. Um, I have it at 1,171. What's it above? What's it below? I have it above Michael Bay's Ambulance, uh, which okay. is a movie that came out this past year. Yeah, that's and then I And then I have it below Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Wow, okay. Like Sandwich, the- yeah, 2022 stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's recency bias that's happening right now, but there are a lot bunched right there in that, in that little pile. Cool. But- but yeah, um, amazing. amazing. Uh, let's move on to our final segment, Jackson, which is I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Uh, recommendations, Jackson. What would you like to recommend to the peeps? Yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, Nope. It is going to theaters soon. So check out Jordan Peele's Nope. And then again, I have to recommend uh uh nathan fielder's the rehearsal on hbo max it is just so weird hell yeah so strange love it um i cannot recommend uh, hire marcel the shell with shoes on um (laughs) go i think i recommended that last week too and i hadn't even Mm -hmm. seen it yet so now definitely go see it like jackson said nope is out today go check that out we're talking about that in two weeks Mm -hmm. yeah giving you more time like we did this time episode to go check it out um maybe go rewatch the fantastic four films if you want um yeah in preparation of next week's episode which is a fan cast for the fantastic four stick 
band four stick. Maybe I'll watch that before. I haven't seen that. So. Oh, you're in for a treat. Excited. Um, excited for that. Um, the gray man is out now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. Um, I've heard not great things. seems like it's a winter soldier ripoff is what people are saying. Really? With Chris um, Evans? Bold. And Russo's are directing it. Or I'm kind of gathering that the Russo's aren't good outside of the Avengers stuff. Yeah. It's okay, kind of what I'm, out, I'm Check finding. out Cherry, I'm going to suggest. <laughs> What's uh, that other? There's one that they do with Chris Hemsworth, too. It's just one of the Russo's, I think. Do you know what oh, I'm talking had, about? Yeah, what was that called? They had know. one with Chadwick Boseman. I think they produced it. They are only doing movies with MCU actors, huh? Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of weird. Hmm. Anyways. Hmm. And hmm. then my final recommendation is watch something that isn't Marvel. Yeah. Um, I watch feel some like, art. I, yeah, I feel like we've got some fatigue going on. So treat yourself to a stalker. <laughs> I yeah. Guess. Uh, watch go watch. Stalker. Yeah, it's on YouTube, watch. I think. Is it really? I think it's on YouTube. Oh, that's cool. Well, because I went to look for the trailer and it looked like the whole movie was there. I don't know if it was one of those links where it's like, go to this sketchy uh, website, but that's, that's great. That I wouldn't be surprised if that was on YouTube at the same time. That's awesome. But cinematography um, is gorgeous. In that. It is. It's on HBO Max if you have that. So check Woo-hoo. it out. Um, and yeah, and look, be on the lookout for Comic Con stuff this weekend, I guess, too. Like how, you like how I said, don't consume Marvel content. I know. And we're like, like Comic Con. More, more, more. And we're going to fan cast. It's a, guy, it's a damn machine, man. But. <sighs> We'll, tr- we'll, we'll we'll plug on for you guys. Um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. We're wrapping it up. We did it, Jackson. We can put this sleeping dog to rest. For uh, putting it down. Oh no, yeah, we're putting it down. Um, Good. But yeah, we'll be back to just prognosticate on stuff next week, and then we'll talk about after that. Nope, which I hear is pretty good. So I'm excited, excited about all that. Uh, Jackson, where can the people follow us on Instagram? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. Or can they follow us on Twitter, Carter? Oh, check us out at roughcut underscore co on Twitter. And then go check us out at the roughcut collective. Uh, the roughcut oh collective. Jeez, man. Thor really did me dirty, man. Mm-hmm. The roughcut collective.com where we were posting articles. Check out Jackson's Thor or bore love and blunder. Yep. review. And uh, I'm, I'm going to work on a Marcella shell review because I sweet adore that so maybe that's up by the time this is out who knows love it yeah um that's it we did it jackson how do you feel exhausted wonderful (laughs) let's uh let's thank the people and then get out of here thanks everybody thank you you're the best we love love you you. we do it for you that's right baby and for us we're selfish yeah well what can you do anyway bye goodbye in case i don't see you Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.